What sort of holiday foods have you been enjoying over the last few days? Well, I've been eating everything that's put in front of me. I've eaten pasta, which I love. Yeah. Eating a lot of chicken, chicken parmesan. I've been eating all, all Italian foods, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream. Chocolate chip ice cream. Ah, yes. What else has been put in front of you? That was the President of the United States in St. Croix on the U.S. Virgin Islands on uh, yet another vacation. How many vacation days did the President have last year? It's almost like he's retired. I know retired people that work more than he does and uh, that do a much better job at whatever it is they do as well. I think he's coming back tonight, isn't he? He's coming home tonight from his latest vacation. Because, uh, you know, how many vacation days can you take, for the love of Mike? For who? The what? Yeah, Joe Biden. And uh, that was, uh, well, that was uh, Ryan Seacrest. He's the new Dick Clark or something like that. New Year's Eve. Everybody have a wacky New Year's Eve? We had kind of a sane, uh, more or less rational New Year's Eve, and it was good. We, uh, we made ourselves dinner. See, you know, special occasion, stay home. That's kind of a, of a uh, good policy. Go out to dinner when everybody else is not out. Go out on the town when, you know, the whole world is not. But uh, we had a lovely time. Uh, we really did. My, uh, my best girl, she went out foraging. She went out foraging. She came home with a four-pound lobster. Four-pound lobster. It's uh, really, and, and it was, I didn't expect it. I didn't see it coming. Just came back into the apartment with, uh, you know, her, her snorkel and face mask up on her head and flip-flops, a wetsuit. Came in, had a giant lobster. It was fighting. Um, and uh, that was good. It actually led to two dinners. <laughs> Not just one, but two dinners. And it was good. And I, I, you may have noticed I was off for a, a week, a week uh, plus, as a matter of fact, plus yesterday. And uh, we had talked about traveling. We murmured about it. We conspired. We plotted. We looked online. And we almost pulled the trigger uh, because we had talked about just wing it. We didn't go to uh, Chicago for family or Atlanta for family, which we often do. Uh, and instead, we stayed home and we, we just decided to mind our own business. But, but we, had, uh, we had spoken about hopping on a plane and going to Iceland, going to Iceland to visit the, the uh, volcano, visit the volcano there. And uh, the more research I did, the more I discovered that you weren't going to be able to get there to see the lava flow. They closed all their roads and they made it very difficult. Otherwise, uh, we might have pulled the trigger and at the last minute gone to look like it wasn't even going to be terribly expensive for airplanes and for a hotel. But um, but they uh, they made it sound like, yeah, you can come here, but you're not going to be able to go visit the volcano. So So don't bother. So uh, we stayed home, and we were very happy. In fact, we were having a nice conversation this morning about how nice it was to uh, to stay home and not travel and not do TSA and get you know the cavity search and the. I always uh, get pulled over for extra levels of security whenever we fly. I assume that it's because of Joe Biden. I assume it's probably Joe Biden, but we uh, well we had a very nice time, and I hope that you did too. We uh, we now enter. The new year, the new year, and I tell you, the more people I, I talk to about the new year, people are kind of, you know, uh, furrowing brows and grinding teeth and pursing lips and saying, yeah, here comes 2024. It's an election year. 
And uh, and we'll see. We'll see. Uh, stand back, 1968. Here comes 2024. But we shall see. We shall see. Uh, and lots of stuff. I don't even want to jump right into the Washington, D.C. stuff yet because it's a mad, 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 mad world here in Washington, D.C. And the Washington Post finally noticed. Uh, now that the year is over, the Washington Post, they should have been listening to my show all year. They would have had some idea of what was going on in the city. But they don't at the Washington Post because they don't cover the news. Today they accidentally stumbled upon a story or two. I will, I will share some of that with you. Um, as we progress today, because crazy man, crazy. And uh, Lunch Bucket Joe, old Lunch Bucket Joe Biden crawling out of the coal mines with his lunch bucket in hand and his hard hat and his, his goggles on. He's about to uh, return. I guess he returns today from St. Croix, where he was on vacation for a long, long time, longer than me. And, and it's uh, this past year, 2023, Joe Biden spent 138 days on vacation, 138 days. And here we are in 2024, and the first two days of 2024, he's on vacation because he's not really doing the job, is he? No, he's not. Who is? Who's running the show? Where is Barack Obama? Is he just uh, making those apocalyptic hate America, death to America movies for Netflix of course, he didn't really. He just looked at the script, and they gave him $60 million. It's a very corrupt world we live in, and the left is incredibly corrupt. But uh, Joe Biden, he uh, 138 days last year on vacation. So far this year, two days on vacation, but we're only two days into the year. And he's doing very badly in the polls, and that's going to cause a lot of panic, probably gender panic, sexual panic, which is one of their areas these days. He's uh, not doing well with Hispanic voters. Gosh, I wonder why. He's not doing well with black voters. Huh, that's uh, shocking. He's not doing uh, well with, uh, with uh, under 35 voters. These are supposed to be their, you know, these uh, groups of people. They love putting people in little buckets and, and then giving them money <laughs> like the criminals that they are. And the under 35 crowd, hey, I paid for your whole damn college thing that you you didn't learn anything. You got a degree in um, like, uh, you know, food communication and uh, and and now you can't find a job and you're you're uh, doing Uber Eats or something. And and the under five voters, not uh, so much uh, under 35 voters, the under five voters I still have locked in. But the under 35 voters not doing well, Hispanic voters not doing well, black voters not doing well. Because they're awful, and uh, and they're ter- and the economy. I ca- I heard driving in this morning. I heard that the economy is doing great. It's great, unless you're actually living in the economy, in which case maybe not uh, not so great. But lots of uh, lots of things to talk about. Mayhem all over the world, not just here in the, the United States, and not just here in Washington D.C. You see this Beverly Hills nine zero two one zero actor guy. Uh, being attacked by a mob of Democrats, violent criminals in uh, in disguise, riding mini bikes on Hollywood Boulevard in Los Angeles, California. This 90210 guy, uh, if he were sitting next to me at a restaurant, I wouldn't know who he was. I think I think I might tell you that guy looks familiar. Is he a local weatherman? You know, uh, maybe he's a local weather. But uh, he was attacked, and there's video, and everybody stood by and watched and made videos because. I, uh, you know, now if uh, I got to tell you, like if uh, John F. Kennedy were driving through Dealey Plaza in Dallas, Texas today with uh, a convertible limousine 
Uh, everybody, there, there'd be like 20,000 Abraham Zabruders. You know, Abraham Zabruder shot the Zabruder film of the John F. Kennedy assassination, November 22nd, 1963. But now everybody would just make, it doesn't matter. You got this, I know nobody, nobody steps in, nobody does anything. Uh, I think everybody's afraid of being shot and killed by Democrats because the Democrat Party is a violent party, very violent party. Uh, speaking of which, it is uh, January 2nd, January 2nd. You know what that means, don't you? What's coming up? That's right, Ashley Babbitt Day. Ashley Babbitt Day, an annual event in the United States of America. A young patriotic woman who served 12 years in the United States Air Force shot and killed by a racist police officer while unarmed for the alleged crime of uh, trespassing. And the Democrat Party applauded from coast to coast. And that means the news media, too. They all applauded. Yay! Yay! A black police officer shoots unarmed white woman after 12 years in the Air Force. And the Democrats all applaud because they love it when cops kill unarmed women for allegedly trespassing. Uh, speaking of allegedly, we got these, uh, these lunatic leftists and the one in Maine now. Have you seen this woman from Maine? She's the Secretary of State in Maine, and she declared that President Trump, unilaterally she has, she declared, she's a Democrat, that President Trump committed insurrection uh, a crime for which he has never been charged, much less tried, much less convicted. But she's declared him like the fascist that she is and, and to be guilty. And therefore, she's taking his name off of the primary ballot in the state of Maine. This is what the left does. Remember, they're not liberals. They're the left. And have you seen this woman? She was on, what, she was on CNN, right? And she looked like a 16-year-old girl giving a book report in front of her class uh, on what is not civics. It is, it just, this woman is an embarrassment to the United States of America. Honestly, Vladimir Putin is mocking us. And Vladimir Putin is right in his mock of the United States that, you know, with a, the regime targeting their political enemies, which he laughs. He's like, I do that here all the time. Oh, speaking of which, you see that rival, Putin rival, who was thrown in prison because that's what communists do. Uh, and he disappeared from the, they found him out in a gulag. They found the Putin rival. He's still in a prison. He was moved out of the prison where people could go visit him and thrown into a gulag in, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's still the world's largest country, uh, Russia. And they have the gulag, the gulag archipelago. And uh, they threw this Putin enemy, Putin rival in prison, first where you could visit him. And then he disappeared. Where did he go? Where did he go? They found him out there uh, in, a, uh, in a gulag in the middle of nowhere. Uh, speaking of gulags in the middle of nowhere, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton is expected to be named maybe even today, today this week, when uh, Jeffrey Epstein documents are released. And John Doe number 36 is Bill Clinton in the Jeffrey Epstein. Now, how many years did he, he died... Um, I looked it up today, August 10th of 2019, when he didn't hang himself in that jail cell, right? And uh, But he died anyway. How can that be? August 10th, 2009, 2019. Now, the Democrats have been able to keep their names secret for all these years, for more than four years. It's about four and a half, coming up on four and a half years since Jeffrey Epstein died. And, of course, he was in jail. We knew all about it before then. And, and if we had a news media that was curious at all, rather than just being bi-curious, which I think the entire press corps is, and the, uh, uh, then, you know, we'd know a lot more about this. But it's amazing how 
how passive our news media was when it comes to giving the Democrat Party their daily tongue bath. That's their uh, that's their thing. But Jeffrey Epstein documents to be released maybe as early as today. We're expecting this week. And uh, Bill Clinton is uh, client number nine. Now he's not client number nine. He's uh, John Doe number 36. But you remember client number nine was Democrat governor and uh, I think he was attorney general too, right? Elliot Spitzer with his uh, prostitutes. You're a prostitute? And uh, Democrats, what Democrats just can't get a normal date. What's the matter with them? Just go to a bar. Try going out, you know, do something. Because then you'd have to talk to people and, and they hate people. But we've got... Uh, yeah, Bill Clinton is John Doe number 36, which is the updated version of Elliot Spitzer's client number nine. And pay no attention because the New York Times won't and CNN won't and ABC fake news won't. And we've got that giant earthquake in Japan, 7.6 magnitude earthquake, tsunami warnings and all kinds of crazy stuff. Like is tsunami a Japanese word? It kind of sounds Japanese, doesn't it? So uh, 7.6 earthquake on the Richter scale in Japan on the West Coast, a big one, a bad one. And here in the United States of America, outside of Washington, D.C., by Rockville, Maryland, there was a 2.3 earthquake at about 1 a.m. this morning, right? About 1 a.m. Did it wake you up, Michael? Didn't wake you up? I, uh, I thought, you know, I, I think I felt, I thought, what is that, another truck bomb in Washington, D.C.? Or maybe there's a little, little earthquake. I was up till about 1230 as a, you know, cause, uh, and night before last, uh, New Year's Eve, I was up till 1245 or something, um, made it through the, uh, um, you know, the, the, the tick, tick, tick. Did you watch, did, you didn't stay up to watch Manderson Pooper? Watch getting, getting, uh, drunk and, uh, oh, he giggling and getting drunk on CNN because they did that again. Yes, they did. Now, Iran, which uh, gets its funding from the Democrat Party in the United States of America, they moved a warship into the Red Sea, which is the gateway to the Suez Canal. And um, and the Houthis, they're attacking people. Now, uh, the United States Navy sunk a number of Houthi boats, too. Three Houthi boats that are attacking people. And the war footing over there is just ratcheting up and up and up. I'm telling you, uh, 15 attacks by uh, the Houthis on commercial shipping there. And now Iran has moved a warship in. We might have to blow it up and kill them all and sink the ship in the Red Sea. It'll make a nice reef for scuba diving, except nobody scuba dives there because it's the Arab world and nobody's having fun. They're just plotting to kill the Jews, you know, stuff like that. Aircraft carrier groups moving around. And in California, now toy stores have gender-neutral sections because the Democrats are mentally ill. That's uh, that's a thing that we've got going for us. I've got updates, and oh yeah, they, now they, the Democrats love the Houthi rebels. They love the Houthi rebels. They not only love Hamas, now they're on the side of the Houthi rebels in New York, chanting in favor of the Houthi rebels uh, attacking shipping in the Arabian Sea because the Democrat Party is demented. And I'll get into their crime numbers for the year, too. Amazing stuff. Yes, sir. Um, illegal aliens now uh, it, coming into the country illegally in greater numbers than Americans are giving birth. 
because the Democrats. We are at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right, uh, Joe Biden heads back uh, to vacation on Friday. He's he's coming back uh, tonight to the United States from his latest vacation. And yesterday was New Year's Day. It was a holiday, and, you know, he's a government employee, so he gets the holiday, of course. And and then one more uh, because you don't want to have a four-day work week. If you're Joe Biden, you want to have a three-day work week. And And that's not really a three-day work because on Friday he's heading off to Delaware to go back on to vacation because he's Joe Biden. He spent 90 days in Delaware in 2023 last year, a total of 138 days on vacation. Uh, So far this year he's been on vacation every day. True, we're only two days into the year, but the first two days, a continuation of his Final 2023 vacation in St. Croix. He is the most awful president and cringe. He's just terrible. I'm I'm kind of I'm Jimmy Carter is happy that he lived to see a president come along that is worse than than him. And um and Joe Biden is the worst. He's just awful. And here comes 2024. I've got a couple of things for you. The way 2024 is getting off to a um, a loud start and a deadly start and a and a crazy criminal start as we get ready here for Ashley Babbitt Day coming up. We've got that. Iran is getting ready ready for Ashley Babbitt Day too. We got that. Yeah, cringe, cringe was on the television this morning, lying for Joe Biden. She didn't go along on the. She wasn't coming from Saint Croix, was she? They didn't invite her? That's pretty racist, isn't it? We got that coming up. Yeah, what do you hear cringe? She actually had the, uh, the gumption to say that Joe Biden has done more in one term than most presidents do in two terms. She didn't say it was good stuff. He's done more to the country in one term. And really it's because Barack Obama's behind the curtain with his hand up the yin-yang of the sock puppet that is Joe Biden, who's not the real president because his brain, she's a broke. She's a no good, that brain of his, she no work. And I want to go to a couple of uh, telephone calls and then her a lot of stuff to get into, that's for sure, including the mayhem that is everywhere. And we all feel it. We all know it. It's a topic of conversation anytime you're talking to people that have a couple of brain cells to rub together. 
uh, which means you can leave your Democrat family members out of it. They're not engaged in an intelligent conversation on the great issues of our day because they get their fake news from <clears throat> MSDNC and the Washington Post and and whatever. All right, let's take a, uh, we are at 888-630-9625 as we begin the new year, one one day delayed. I, I took the holiday yesterday. One day delayed, but uh, here we are, uh, January 2nd of uh, 2024 A.D., Anno Domine. In Western civilization, which is very much under assault, in the United States of America, which is very much under assault by the left, who have now saddled up with the global jihad. The global left and the global jihad have teamed up. Putin and the Ayatollah, Xi Jinping, and the Ayatollah, and all of their proxies from the Houthis to Hamas to Hezbollah and beyond. Um, It is, in effect, a world at war. There's always kind of a a low-level war going on uh, in the world, but now it's dialing up and dialing up. And the bad actors have teamed up, and we have Joe Biden living in the White House which is tragic. Now let's go to the telephones. Let's go to Jay calling from Cape Coral, Florida. JJ, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. Happy New Year, buddy. Thank you. Um, my, my biggest concern of the upcoming election is all of the protests and how bad some of them might get. And that concerns me. Even though I live in Florida, that we wouldn't be touched by certain things like that. I'm kind of afraid for parts of the country that are just going to see some ridiculous mayhem, and this is a big deal. Well, it's interesting you say this because what has happened over the last handful of years is that the left, and represented by the Democrat Party, the left has normalized mob political violence. Long before January 6th, the anniversary of which is coming up, Uh, and uh, as we call it, Ashley Babbitt Day here at the Chris Plant Show. But the left normalized mob political violence, mob street violence, uh, and insurrectionist behavior. And then January 6th came along, years ago now, and a small number of people on Capitol Hill had it in their head that this is normal behavior now. Everybody does this. The news media says it's mostly peaceful. The news media says it's justified. Um, But the news media is the Democrat Party on TV and the Democrat Party in uh, print, and they lie about everything because they're not liberals, they're the left. But we we in the United States of America, and you're talking about this, Jay, the the left, and, and, you know, what do you think, what is the outcome that leads to the most violence in the United States, Jay, politically? If Donald Trump wins again, it's going to be mayhem. And, and and what are they going to do to do something about that? Um, this is a free election. We are supposed to be a free society, and this is this is this is not good. I, I, that's just me looking at it from um, a normal perspective. Saying, look at what happens when a team loses a basketball title. They cause a hundred million dollars worth of damage in a city. What do you think is going to happen if something like that happens? That's going to be minus minute in comparison. I hate to think that. God, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I am wrong. 
Well, all normal people hope that you're wrong, but the Democrat Party is a violent party. I mean, I, right. I, I, I think I'm the only one saying this out loud uh, like this, but the Democrat Party has become a coast-to-coast mob violence and criminal violence party. They, uh, you know, they, uh, for political reasons, they attack, they, they attack just random violences everywhere now. Crime is, is an epidemic. The news media pretends it's not taking place I've been talking about it for years and mocking the Washington Post for not covering what's really going on in Washington, D.C. because they don't. But I got to tell you, Jay, I talk to a lot of people and I talk to a lot of people who are saying exactly what you're saying, that that they're concerned. That is a uh, polite term uh, that the political year this year, given what we've been watching. And I think you mentioned George Floyd, St. George of Fentanyl. Uh, who's a you know a a, a drug addicted career criminal hero of the Democrat Party, who died of a cardiac failure while being arrested for yet another felony and resisting arrest yet again, and the left put the police officer in prison for I think twenty something years, and um, and he's still in prison where he was violently attacked recently by a Democrat and stabbed repeatedly and damn near murdered in prison by a, by a Democrat. And the news media could care less because they're anti-police. And you got this, you might have seen it, Jay, this Beverly Hills 90210 TV actor who was violent. He had his little girl in his car with him. And these, um, these Democrats with their motorcycle helmets riding little mini bikes violently attacked him, including a morbidly obese woman who uh, attacked him violently, and this has become normal, and the news media doesn't even talk about it because they're so filthy corrupt. Our news media is, as you know, I think, the most corrupt institution in America. But you're 100% right that if uh, when Donald Trump wins re-election, and you know, I hope he makes it to election day, you got the Democrats right. uh, trying to keep him off the ballots like the third world banana republic fascists that they are, the anti-American uh, uh, intellectual dwarves that they are. You've got that going on. And there's, uh, honestly, the fear of violence uh, when it comes to President Trump being out there in public. That is a very real right. concern as well. But let's say Donald Trump makes it to Election Day. He's the nominee. He's on the ballot. He wins re-election. And, um, and it's, a, it's a kind of unusual to call it re-election, but it's re-election nonetheless. He wins re-election. How violent, and this is the only question, it's not will there be violence, it's how violent will the Democrat Party become uh, when Donald Trump wins re-election. And you're perfectly right. justified in being very concerned about this. You and you know 260 million other people are concerned about this. The rest are children or brain damaged because the Democrat Party has, again, normalized mass political violence, mob political violence. And, uh, you know, George Floyd was was no hero. Uh, The police officer was no villain. What what is the uh, what's the name of the documentary film? The the Fall of Minneapolis, uh, I believe, is the documentary film, which I recommended a month ago or so. Watched it with my best girl. It's quite remarkable. Fills in all the blanks on George Floyd and the, the news media corruptly buried and the Democrats there corruptly buried. And they threw a political adversary, police officer Derek Chauvin, in prison 
Uh, they were hoping for the rest of his life. He was nearly stabbed to death in prison. Uh, and uh, stab, how many times did a criminal stab him? And that was a no-day story. That was a five-minute story because the news media doesn't cover it. And, you know, and, and you're saying, you know, the, the mayhem, Donald Trump wins, the protests, the violence, uh, election year. And you said, this is not good. And our culture, you also pointed out, you know, a, a college team wins or loses a, a, a college tournament and there are, you know, millions of dollars in damage the because uh, of the mob violence, because the Democrats, the left, have normalized this kind of violent behavior across the United States. And you're right about everything you've said, Jay. And you speak for many millions and millions of Americans when you say everything that you've said. And like I said, I hope I am wrong. Can I make one more little point while I got you, and then I'll let you go? They They used to say, you um sticks and stones may break my bones but names will never hurt me yeah now they've changed that right because the names can hurt now yeah so wouldn't they look at the other one that says you can't judge a book by its cover but if you look at the cover you can sure tell what a couple of the chapters are about can't you mm. yeah and if you open it up you're going to find that the book is gender queer and they're putting it in your first graders uh school library and school curriculum because they've got this transgender issue the democrat party and it's a uh, it's quite mad. Uh, Jay, thank you for the call. And uh, yes, you can say one more thing because that's why we're here. We are, you know, this is American conservative talk radio, not the, uh, you know, <laughs> the fake, corrupt, filthy news media. Filthy, I tell you, filthy. Now, with that, let me, uh, a law enforcement friend uh, and I were communicating this morning, and he's out in Reston, Virginia. Reston, Virginia which is nice, nice place to live. And he was uh, going by the gas station, and there are multiple police cars in the gas station because the gas station, the the Exxon station in Reston, Virginia, was robbed this morning at 7.30 a.m. Because the left, they've been trying to bring crime to the suburbs and to the nice neighborhoods of all the big cities in America, and they've done it. Now there's crime everywhere. In fact, in Washington, D.C., and at Reston, Virginia, is not a place where you expect an armed robbery at an Exxon station at 7.30 on Tuesday morning, but the Democrats have, have arranged for that. And a vote for a Democrat anywhere in America is a vote for more murder. It's a vote for more crime, for more carjackings, for more armed robberies. It's a vote for more homelessness. It's a vote for more mentally ill people. Night before last, there was a woman in my neighborhood screaming at the top of her lungs at midnight and just it was uh, New Year's Eve, screaming about the FBI and just walking and, you know, by herself, screaming at the top of her lungs. Then last night, there was a man in my neighborhood screaming at the top of his lungs. It was about 11 o'clock last night. And uh, he's just psychotic. And and the Democrats have come up with a fix for mental illness. They throw the people out on the street by their hair and leave them there to die. That's what the left has decided to do with mentally ill people. And uh, that's, not the, that's not the real fix. That's amazing stuff. So we got, uh, we got that, the um, armed robbery resting. But I got my Washington Post on my front doorstep this morning, as I do every day. Amazingly, it's like reading enemy dispatches. It's part of my homework. You certainly should not get the Washington Post. But the lead story, amazingly, is... On the front page, upper right corner, the headline is, A Deadly Turn 
for district in 2023. Homicide toll was highest in 26 years. I've been talking about this all year. The Washington Post has not. They've been burying it because they're criminals. They're not journalists. 274 victims were young, old, and from all wards because they're spreading it out. They want murders in the good neighborhoods now, too, so they're arranging for that amazing stuff. And, by the way, the uh, we uh, started the new year in Washington, D.C. with the first homicide that took place, I think, at 1 a.m., about an hour after midnight on New Year's Eve, night before last. And it was an 18-year-old young woman who was murdered in a hotel room First homicide of 2024. First homicide of 2023 wasn't until January 4th, four days into the year. And then we hit a 26-year high. That's more than a quarter century since the uh, number of homicides has been as high. And we used to be the murder capital of Western civilization, right? Ten people attending a party inside a hotel room when a shooter, they they love call it shooter, you know, Shooter is a member of my car club. He's, you know, these are murderers. Uh, open fire, killing an 18-year-old woman. Now, it's also worth noting that the uh, the murder took place in a Friendship Heights Hotel, which is one block, a block and a half from where I sit right now. The Embassy Suites Hotel on Military Road in northwest Washington, D.C. in Friendship Heights the scene of the first murder of 2024, an 18-year-old woman shot to death. And then, of course, all the fine youths fled the hotel room and and the police are looking for any leads and snitches get stitches and and they may just get away with it because Democrats, you know what I'm talking about? And uh, just amazing. So the uh, 26-year high in homicides for Washington, D.C., the first murder took place in well, under two hours coming into 2024. So we're already outpacing last year. And the other front page story on the Washington Post with a picture of homeless people. Where did you sleep last night? In quotation marks is the headline. Housing first advocates prioritize shelter. The right says that's not working. The right, they're attacking what they call the right because the so-called right doesn't want mentally ill people thrown out onto the sidewalk in January to die, whereas the Democrats and the Washington Post, but I repeat myself, say, no, that's working great. That's that's what we do. We take them by the scruff of the neck and the the seat of the pants. We throw them out onto the street to die, and uh, I have problem solved. I'm dusting off my hands now. I'm dusting off my hands because I got it. That's your Democrat Party. A vote for Democrats is a vote for homicides. It's a vote for carjackings. It's a vote for armed robberies. It's a vote for mentally ill people screaming outside your house at midnight, well, at least mine, and dying on the sidewalk in front of you so the kids can step over them with the syringes. And, you know, that's uh, that's your Democrat Party's vision for America. I assume that you'll vote accordingly. Oh, also, the Democrats now have men boxing women, you know, because we have women's boxing, which I don't think is a great cultural development. Uh, But now they've got men beating the hell out of women. 
At least until one is killed, then they'll stop that. Get a Ray Boom Boom Mancini moment and, uh, you know, do Duck Kim. That's, uh, never mind, uh, obscure death in the ring. <laughs> uh, thing. All right, let's take another phone call, Michael. Now, how many murders did Boston have? Yeah, we have that in like a week. Let's go to uh, let's go to Rich calling from Seattle, Washington. Richard, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Chris, happy New Year! Hey, Rich, happy, happy. Hey, uh, Thanksgiving the week after Thanksgiving, we were on a Caribbean cruise, and we stopped at uh, St. Thomas. And on a tour of the island, we stopped at a vantage point, a view, and the uh, tour guide goes. You see that island right there? It's right off the shore of the of St. Thomas. He says, that is the home of the president's brother, Jim Biden. So he goes, you see the island right to the left? That is the island of Epstein's Island. And I put two and two together wondering, hmm, could Joe have gone there? Huh? I don't know. And so brother anyway, James, you know, they, they got a lot of lot of loose cash, don't they? Yeah, I, I looked it up, and James Biden got this house through a lobbyist. So Google it, check it out. And, I mean, you, I've never heard of it before. So, but, so James uh, Biden, J, it's brother James Biden, right, with all the business dealings? Yes. And, and, he, and, he, and he bought this uh, house on an island in the American Virgin Islands, the U.S. Virgin Islands, from a lobbyist, and it's next door to Epstein Island. Right. And his, the island he lives on is called James Island, and uh, Epstein Island is Little James Island. So check it out. I, uh, that is good stuff, Rich. That is good. You know, my friend Darren was down there, and colleague Darren, he was down there, last week with his family, and he sent me pictures of Epstein Island, too. It is a tourist destination. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker, although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.